Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today on 980 AM and on iTunes if you're joining via podcast or any of the other podcast networks. You can also connect with us on GrillNationShow.com. Thanks for joining us again this week. This week's show is going to be really, really cool, and we're going to touch on all kinds of different topics uh, and a very interesting topic, which I'm very excited to get into. I want to introduce our guest. Today I'm joined by Jonathan Cole. He's the owner at Pendulum Studio here in Kansas City. Uh, he's a licensed architect and business owner with a broad experience in the sports architecture marketplace. Founded in 2007 in Kansas City, Pendulum has gained notoriety in the sports architecture marketplace with the design of 13 built sports facilities and county. In addition to sports architecture, Pendulum uh, has developed a reputation for the design of unique Kansas City, Missouri commercial buildings, including the Guild, RW2 Studios, and Crosstown Substation. Uh, Jonathan is all about unique and interesting spaces, and uh, he's very uh, aware of current trends and the curves that we're going through as far as sports architecture and development. Jonathan, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I'm great. Happy to be here. It's great to have you. Before we get to your uh, to your bio, you uh, you had some news recently uh, about your company. Tell us about that. I read about it in the Business Journal. Well, I've uh, acquired 100% of my company. Uh, I started out my company originally with a business partner. Uh, I've always owned the majority of the firm. Um, but, you know, over time, things change. And uh, I saw the, the opportunity to uh, take control of 100% of the company. And so uh, that's what we were very uh, pleased to announce this week. Mm-hmm. Congratulations uh, on that. I will notice too, you guys are at Pendulum, that's P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M-K-C.com online. Great website. Jonathan, tell us about your background. Um, you know, where are you from? How did you get involved in this world? Uh, all the things after your name on your bio, I don't know what they mean, but they're very, very uh, prestigious and important. Take us through kind of the journey. Sure, sure. So I, a California native, grew up in Pomona, California. Um and attended uh, college at uh, California State Polytechnic University, Pomona. Uh, short term for that is Cal Poly Pomona. Uh, yeah. Site owned by the Kellogg family. Um, so uh, it was really kind of a, a neat place to grow up and a great place to go to school. Um, from there... What part of the state is that in? Uh, it's about 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. Okay. So it's, you know, if you've heard of San Dimas, California, or... Uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Sure. Uh, it's Upland, California. It's right in there. Great area. So you went to school, and then how'd you make your way to Kansas City from California? 
right out of school, I went and worked for uh, a company, uh, HNTB, which has its headquarters here in Kansas City, Missouri, but they also had a Western division there in Irvine, California. So myself, along with a bunch of people that I graduated with uh, right out of school, we went and worked there. Uh, and that's really how I got my introduction to the sports game. Um, I was originally working on, I think, like a detention center, Peter Pitch's detention center, uh, believe it or not, like a youth detention center. Mm. Uh, and then my – That man- sounds a lot different than sports architecture. Uh, big time, yeah. It <laughs> was fun at all. Uh, but then my manager at the time, he was, uh, his name is Pat Gervin. He, um, was recently became a father, uh, and he was working on the Oakland Coliseum renovation for the A's. And he told me one day, he says, listen, there's no way my wife is going to let me move to Oakland to take that project on. So you're going to do it. I'm going to show you everything you need to know, and you're going to move there. And you're going to be on site every day. And honestly, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, you know, I took about six months to kind of learn the ropes and get my wrap my hands around, you know, the project. And, and honestly, for, you know, at that stage of my career, you usually for a project that large, you only get to really wrap your hands around one piece. So my job was all the handrails in the seating bowl. Actually, all the handrails across the entire facility. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a major renovation for the A's, which then rolled into a renovation for the Raiders. Uh, that's when Mount Davis appeared. And uh, I had kind of risen in the ranks and started taking on a little bit more uh, design role at that time, but still focusing on uh, handrails and different you know, small pieces of the project. Uh, and then from there, uh, the HNTB was awarded the renovation of the Golden State Warriors arena at that time. And so I stayed on and did that. So I was in Oakland for about three and a half years. Uh, so moved from Southern California to Oakland, California, worked on those projects. And then from there, I was recruited to come back to the mothership, if you will, uh, here in Kansas City. Uh, and started working on minor league baseball stadiums, and the rest is history. I mean, that so, was so. What, what was that like for you? Uh, the decision to move here. I mean, I uh, guess I guess coming from California, it's a change of pace, right? Change of pace. Uh, you know, I was newly married. I convinced my. I met my wife while working on uh, the Oakland project. Uh, was introduced to her, and then told her, "Hey, listen, I'm about to make a move." And before I ask you to marry me, would you consider moving with me? And uh, she did it, believe it or not, you know, fortunate for me. Um, right. So we moved out and it was a culture shock because she's a Berkeley, California native. Uh, sure. And it was a culture shock for her, but we love it. I mean, great place to raise a family. And with the lifestyle that we live pre-COVID, um, traveling quite a bit, it's very convenient to go wherever we need to go for work and, and for, for whatever. So it was a great move for us. That's interesting. No, I didn't know that's where you got your start. At, uh, I've been to those stadiums, to the uh, Golden State Stadium before they moved and to the uh, to the A's. You know, that's an interesting spot right there, you know, because they're both together. Right. You have, I guess, three teams at the time right. uh, in that area. And then you have the airport right there. But then you have San Francisco. So, yeah, that must have been a cool experience for you. I'm glad we have you in Kansas City now. How long have you been here now? Since 99. So 99. Okay. So 
So just getting you here, you kind of, uh, I think most people that come here, once they kind of see Kansas City and get used to it, they really like the community, like you said, which is really cool for our community and just got to get them here, you know. (laughs) Um, Jonathan Cole is our guest on the Grill Nation show today. He's the owner at Pendulum Studio here in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Great architectural firm. They specialize the most part in sports architecture. We're going to talk all about uh, kind of what they do. We're going to talk about some of the sports design uh, updates in the world with COVID. Uh, Jonathan has become a true thought leader. He's putting on different series about kind of how sports are going to change in the design of the stadiums and whatnot. We're going to talk about core values, uh, changes in the industry, all the different projects that you've worked on, some of your favorites. It's going to be a great show today on the Grill Nation show. Again, joined by Jonathan Cole, owner at Pendulum Studio. Their website is PendulumKC.com. You're also on Twitter at Pendulum underscore KC. And I'm on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We'll be right back after the break with more Grill Nation talking to Jonathan Cole on the show today. Thanks for joining us on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening again this week. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far this summer. Uh, Today is another great one. I'm very excited to have on again, Jonathan Cole from Pendulum uh, Studio. They are in Kansas City, Missouri. Their website is pendulum, P-N-D-U-L-U-M-K-C.com leading sports architectural firm, not only here locally, but also across the country. Um, Jonathan, what, why did you get into design and architecture? Um, you know, like I, you, you mentioned kind of the, the first project you worked on, but what was the driving factor for that? You know, I started out, you know, as an illustrator in a greeting card company. I've always had or been inclined to do some sort of art and be creative, um, always have enjoyed drawing and sketching and and building things um and so i started out on a path of thinking that i wanted to do fine art um and it's interesting a cousin of mine vicky reed one day as i'm getting a little bit older i said you know i want to be an artist and she she says you know let me talk to you for a second she says let's let's have a talk about that career path she says have you ever thought about architecture (laughs) and so i said no i hadn't um and uh, started investigating a little bit and fell in love. So, you know, the built environment is such an interesting um, space uh, when you see how what is designed and what's built, how that impacts people's emotions. Uh, just incredibly fulfilling to be a part of that marketplace. Mm-hmm. So you, you took us through kind of your journey with HOK and H&TB and uh, some of the other places that you've worked. Uh, in 2007 – you you started Pendulum Studio. Take us through that decision and uh, why you decided to kind of go out on your own, I guess, with at the time with partners. Now you're 100% owner. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. When you work on projects of that scale, especially with sports, you start to nurture relationships with people uh, and you start to uh, understand the business 
behind architecture because it is a business. Um, you know, a lot of times we just think about the creative process, but there's a, so much more to what goes on. It's relationships. It's, um, you know, uh, sometimes the politics behind how decisions are made. Um, and as I was at that time, I think I was at 360 Architecture. Um, you were, yeah. And it just became clear to me that uh, if I wanted to continue to pursue the type of work that I was really good at that point in in securing, um, and I wanted to continue to nurture relationships that I had, you know, nurtured over a long period of time with, you know, certain individuals in the, in the marketplace, specifically sport. Uh, and I had such a great mentor uh, in Hank Stickney. Uh, he was the CEO of Mandalay Baseball Properties at the time. Um, he taught me everything I know about the baseball business or the sports business and how, you know, design is really more, uh, you know, sports architecture or, or the stadium game is more about than about just designing uh, stucco sandcastle, if you will. It's about the performa aspect of it. And I've really carried that through my entire career. And that's what I wanted to continue to grow uh, with as a person and as a firm is how do we apply a pro forma to everything we design versus coming in and just being this, you know, designing these cool things. How do you earn or create designs that maximize the potential for revenue generation from our clients? And that's, that's really what we're all about now is, is figuring out how to find the sweet spot in each of these markets and create, you know, uh, unbelievable experiences for fans. Tell us about your firm now um, and kind of the size, kind of the growth, kind of what was your first project that kind of lifted the thing off where you're like, okay, I'm on my own now. We're going to, we're going to be great. And, sure. and tell us a little bit about that background of Pendulum. Our first sports win was, uh, it's a project called the Corn Crib, believe it or not. It's the, in Bloomington Normal, uh, it's on the, uh, uh, campus uh, there in Bloomington, Normal, Illinois. Uh, and it's, uh, I can't re remember, I think it's a Frontier League team uh, at the time. Uh, and it was just a huge win for us because it was validation that we could, you know, you know, play uh, in the sports game. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, I always say that it's interesting that when you come up with these ideas and they were very open to, you know, different ideas, uh, uh, you know, when people get us, we get the work normally, you know, because I don't know if you know much about how the selection process goes with with architects. But a lot of times it's, you know, if you convince people that you're capable, then or you have a long history in the marketplace. So for us, it was an uphill battle because we were a small firm mm -hmm. uh, just getting our feet under us. Um, but tons of experience had a great pedigree. Right. So, you know being able to win that project uh, and then take it from start to finish was a huge win for us. And over time that was, you've grown and uh, you've gotten really into the uh, minor league baseball space. Tell yeah. us about that and how that was that because of that contract or was that just something that you already had the experience with the Oakland stadium and, and you know, you had, you had a, uh, you had a baseball experience. I mean, how did that all take place? How'd you, how'd that become your niche, your major niche? Well, baseball is interesting. I, I, it goes back to what I was saying about my mentor, Hank, um, and then many mentors after that. When you think about the influences that I've had in my career over time, I think it started with Hank, but then people like Rich Newman, who was also uh, executive with Mandalay. Uh, think about the work that we've done with the Braves over the years. It's been incredible. I mean, Chip Moore, Mike Plant, Eric Peristock, all those guys have been 
key in, I think, the trajectory of, of Pendulum uh, over time. Uh, and then new relationships that have budded be, uh, from there. You know, I think our biggest, well, you know, we just finished the, in March of 2019, we completed the spring training facility for the Braves in Northport, Florida, which was a huge, you know, kind of, um, that was a big thing for us um, because, I mean, a huge facility uh, on a, a, a major stage, you know, before then we had done mostly just, you know, minor league facilities. I uh, take nothing away from those, you know, of course. And then, of course, the project at, at Dunkin' Donuts Park in Hartford, Connecticut, that was a game changer for us because we kind of grew from being having a reputation for doing projects that are, you know, 15 to 25 million to jumping up to a project that was 70, 75 million. Um, and the level of interaction that we had with Josh Solomon and his group with the Hartford Yard Goats um, was unbelievable. Um, just the, the, the way the project turned out, the, the fanfare that's happened since then. Uh, and, you know, it had a rocky road, um, you know, as it developed because of some of the things that were going on in the background in the city itself. So uh, that one is a major milestone in my career. Yeah. And you guys, if you go to your website, PendulumKC, right, dot com, there all these projects are on there. And it's, it's there's a lot of visuals here, which is beautiful. You also um, put out a really good design journal, and you kind of talk about the company's core values. Um, talk to me a little bit about your core values of Pendulum, because as you said, this is a very competitive, competitive uh, market, and not locally here in Kansas City. I mean, the global design community here is just spectacular. Right. So not only do you have all these things going on in Kansas City, but you also have all these things going on around the country, and you got to stand out. So. Sure you've really kind of built a team and really kind of try to instill a good core value system. Absolutely. I, you know, I have always, you know, I think at our core is collaboration. Um, I'm huge into placing people around me that are very good at things that I'm not good at or things that I'd like to be better at. And I think that started from, Way back, you know, there was a guy named Mike Rodriguez that was an amazing architect, an amazing designer when I was at uh, Populous at the time. But he had amazing marker work. And I couldn't draw, I couldn't, you know, illustrate things the way he could. And I would just watch him. And I, what I took from him was he was always willing. I mean, he knew he was the best. He knew he was great. But he was always willing to give pointers and things. And as time grew, I was able to then hone my skills. I see that same thing. And I apply that to my businesses where there's people, we've got people that have experiences in the international marketplace, people who've traveled the globe and have different perspectives that might be a little bit different than mine or, you know, the next person, um, bringing all those people around that have kind of a very unique and diverse perspective, I think strengthens the quality of our work by far. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, when you think about Kansas City as a region, we have people that are amazing around us. So you'll see that, you know, comment on our Twitter or our Instagram, our website, you'll see people that we collaborate with all the time, like Dale Fromm. This guy's amazing. You know, he is an amazing builder. Uh, he can do anything. So having him around us to influence our thought process as we do things, even when it's not just in the built environment, even if it's like when we built out Wyco Vintage and we did this sneaker, this kind of custom sneaker store. Uh, it's very boutique. It's very cool. Um, but a lot of that 
process of designing that space and then building it in like 14 days was just because of using people's expertise around us that we respect what they say and what they do. Um, being open to not necessarily always have to be in control, but always be in an influence for what happens, I think is, is key to our success. We'll get into this a little bit more. Uh, we got about a minute left in this segment. Talk to us about your space, because obviously if you're in the world you're in, you got to have a cool office. Um, right. <laughs> where are you located? And uh, give us the flyover of the office space. We're in the East Crossroads at 16th and Holmes. Um, we bought the building about seven years ago and renovated ourselves. And I think our space reflects who we are as people. Uh, it reflects our identity, and we're really unapologetic about that. Um, our space is very open um, with a lot of casual spaces. You know, I've got a vinyl collection here. We've got an uh, auto shop in the back that we do some tinkering with, a 3D printer. Uh, got a collection of art. You know, all the things that we love influence, you know, what we do, and that shows in, in our building itself. So. I welcome people to come and visit anytime. We definitely would love to do that. PendulumKC.com. More with Jonathan Cole, the owner, after the break. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show here at 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Appreciate again joining us on KMBZ 980 AM or on iTunes via podcast. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. I'm also available on all their social media. Just search for my name, Jason Grill. Again, today we are joined by a really great guy, Jonathan Cole. He's the owner of Pendulum Studio. They're online at PendulumKC.com, a leading sports architecture firm here in the Kansas City, Missouri area, based in the East Crossroads. They do projects all over the country, a lot of minor league baseball stadiums, as well as all their different kinds of built environment and surrounding development uh, with regards to things in Kansas City. Uh, Jonathan, you are uh, kind of really getting involved throughout the uh, the COVID pandemic, I guess you would say, about how sports would change. You started a series on uh, on that issue. You put out a couple of white papers, which are really interesting. Um, they're on your website. Tell us about kind of why you did that, and, and then we'll get into kind of what you think will happen as far as changes in stadium design after COVID. Sure. Well, it's interesting. I mean, the impact that COVID is obviously having on public assembly is is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just the least, you know. Uh, sure. And I, you know, when I think about, you know, I mentioned in the last segment of how we're pro forma based designers. So when you think about how not having fans in the stands, not being able to assemble in public, that has a major effect or impact on our clients' bottom line, right? I mean, when, when you think about 50% of revenue in um, sport generally is seats, is, is tickets, and then 25% is merch, food and merch, food and beverage, uh, and then 25% sponsorship. When you start thinking about what's next and if we're going to be required to either have no fans in the facilities or 
uh, a reduced capacity by 75%, well, that has a huge impact on our client's bottom line. You know, how do you survive? So this whole series was just thinking about, you know, what are some of the issues is where we started. Uh, and, and honestly, just like a lot of architects, I think now that you're seeing that we're really quiet on the, you know, three months ago when we first started talking and now feel like it's safe to say something, um, you know, they're really focusing on how design is going to, you know, change everything. But, you know, we started shifting in our second piece to talk about how really it's an operations issue. You know, before you get to the seats, you've got to think about people's arrival, uh, what in whatever capacity that can be. You got to think about, you know, how security is handled. Um, you know, I think we talked about with venues now, the, the reality that really I look at this in a similar way to post 9-11, how the travel industry changed so much, you know, as far as security and you getting used to, you know, the what's now normal to us. I mean, you said you just you just traveled recently, right? The, the yeah. normal is, you know, you know that you're going to maybe get selected randomly uh, for more screening. That's just yeah, something. It was funny. It's crazy. I don't even really, it's hard to even remember pre-2001, uh, 2001, you know? Exactly. Flying, you know, it's, it's like, I'm 40 years old and, it, it, and obviously I flew uh, before that, mm-hmm. but it's hard to remember kind of that, that whole process of what that was like. Well, think about this. Remember when people used to smoke on airplanes? <laughs> I do. I remember a lot of people used to smoke uh, in bars in college and when right. I was in school, and now nobody does. So it, it is it is interesting. And one of those things you talked about, you really did a good job in these in these uh, series on the second one, was kind of showing people how far six feet really was and using sports as an analogy. You know, basketball, six feet equals one backboard. Football, it's about six and a half footballs, and we're talking about social distancing. Baseball, it's the batter's box, and great visuals. Hockey, it's the goal. Um, you know, it's really interesting to think about people trying to maintain six feet in a stadium atmosphere. I, it seems to me it's going to be very hard. I agree. Uh, I mean, we're closely watching what's going on in the marketplace right now. You look at the Coastal Plains League is playing now with fans in the stands, so we're watching that. Uh, I mean, many people are probably surprised. I didn't realize this, that NASCAR is, you know, going and they've got people in the stands there, uh, mm-hmm. upwards of 30,000. So uh, it's a brand new frontier, but I think that there are, you know, some some interesting thoughts on how to move forward uh, with that. Uh, but again, I think it, it comes down to, you know, it's a moving target right now. Nobody really knows what to expect. And with MLB coming back uh, here shortly to no fans and NBA as well, it's going to be interesting. One thing you talked about was sponsorships and uh, how ticket revenue has to be made up with maybe some sponsorships. Take us through some of the potential ideas. I, I know jerseys, potentially uh, seat sponsor coverings on the seating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you, you talked about some of that in your in your document. And then also... Uh, what will concessions look like? Well, I think grab that, and go. I get is a big term now in the uh, in your world. I'm really intrigued by grab and go. We've seen it done successfully. I think that you know as many low touch areas as possible. You know, we even looked at materials and things like that. I think those are all things that we're going to have to continue to explore as t- touchless technology. I mean, that was one of the things we touched on in the first piece. Was you know. How, are, how is the kitchen environment going to be impacted by, you know, what's coming, what's next? Um, you know, I think it's an important piece to start thinking about. And, you know, while a lot of people are concerned about, 
you know, not wanting to remove seats and, 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 you know, not wanting to do certain things, you know, it's interesting to think about, you know, pre COVID, if someone that was enterprising quote unquote, uh, bought a cheap ticket and then saw seats open down low, a lot of times you see those people move. Right. And, you know, operations staff handle that, you know, differently depending on what facility you're in. But what inning you're in, right? But now, you know, think about it. Um, we've got folks that, you know, are protesting wearing masks. Um, you know, I know in at least one market, there's a no, uh, there's a policy that, you know, if you don't wear a mask, you can't, you know, attend a, a, a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, again, it goes back to, I think to some degree it's design. I think to some degree we're going to have to invert the pyramid, if you will. And instead of it being 50% of the revenue coming from tickets, it's going to have to be 50% of the revenue coming from sponsorship, but you have to add value. You know, how do you add value to the sponsors? I think those are crazy. Things- it's so weird because in a world, you know, a year or two ago, people were all the, the people were talking about TV and how great it is to sit and watch from home. And, and now it's, it's kind of changed to where, you know, we might be like begging to go back to football games and baseball games here in a year or two or whenever we can go back. And, you know, it just, it's weird. This has been so unpredictable, this whole uh, situation and in your world. Gosh, I mean, it's, it's just continuing to evolve. I feel like, you know, on ESPN every night, they have the folks come in and talk about when the leagues are restarting and all the rules. It seems to me it changes every day with, with new developments. It's a moving target, but think about why it is that you love, attending live events, right? It's that emotional muscle memory that I talked about. It's, you know, for me, my best experiences at sporting events has always been associated with, you know, back to when my father would take me to a game or I'd go with my parents to a game. And, you know, you remember the smells, you remember the, the, the standard stadium fare that was, you know, it's, popcorn it's it's hot dogs it's peanuts it's all those things that create this memory point that ties to an emotion that is why you want to go and that's you know really what encapsulates the design experience of going to a facility so i think we long for that you know you have the comfort of your home uh that's great but it's not the same as being there it's not the same as being you know in the mix with and the camaraderie that you feel with the people around you. That's what makes sports great. Yeah. Jonathan Cole is our guest. He's the owner of Pendulum Studio. They're in Kansas City, Missouri. Pendulum, P-N-D-U-L-U-M, KC.com. You know, we didn't even talk about tailgating or uh, parking and all. I mean, I guess you're going to have to regulate that as well at some level. And, and uh, you know, That'll be interesting. A lot of logistics, a lot of logistics, but, uh, but it's going to be interesting to follow. You've, you've done some work besides sports architecture. Uh, tell us a little bit about that because, you know, um, the funding of sports stadiums and everything's changing, but you also do things that are uh, in our community, in our city, that are really making it cooler in design, the design world. And probably people listening probably be interested in hearing how you've helped uh, businesses here locally. Well, thank you. I mean, locally, you know, we've, I think done a really nice job of nurturing relationships with folks like the Wade brothers. I mean, internationally renowned photographers, we did their photography studio that then turned into the guild, which is an event space. Um, and now they're doing uh, other things as well. Um, 
you know, the Crosstown substation, which to me is a great partnership with uh, Zayner Metals uh, in town. I mean, they do work internationally as well for most of the Starkitects. And to be able to collaborate with them on a project just right here in the East Crossroads, um, it was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, we've been really focusing a lot on when you look at a stadium, it's really retail because you've got a team store. Uh, and you've got, you know, the retail environment. It's really restaurant because most facilities have banquet spaces. So um, and then there's, you know, the, the the trend that's been there for the last five or 10 years is to surround, you know, let the sports piece be an anchor. Look at the battery uh, in Atlanta uh, and then housing and, and retail and commercial around that. So we've really been growing in the way of supporting all of the infrastructure around the facility. So you look at. Um, uh, Gastonia, North Carolina, there's potentially a bunch of housing, 150 units around the facility that look directly down into the stadium. That creates, you know, where else do you get 6,000, 7,000, 8,000 people, you know, in one place for an event? Uh, and then you can then just walk home. So uh, it's an interesting thing that I think is more than a trend. I think it's a movement that we see uh, in the space right now. Very much so. Jonathan Cole is my guest from Pendulum Studio. We're going to be right back after the break for the final segment of the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. We'll be right back. We are back on the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill, 980 AM or on iTunes. You're listening via podcast. Great show today with Jonathan Cole. He is the owner at Pendulum Studio. They're online at PendulumKC.com. A very strong architectural, sports architectural design firm here in the Kansas City, Missouri area. Jonathan, we uh, let's talk a little bit about trends, but First, I want to get into kind of Kansas City. You know, we've there's been all this talk about downtown baseball and it, I believe it's more likely than not to happen uh, in the next 10 years. You guys have got all kinds of great projects on your website, but one of them is the Royals based ballpark concept. I'm mm-hmm. taking a look at it right now. It looks pretty cool. What, what what would you like to see in a downtown stadium if we ever had one in Kansas City? Again, everything we put in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it started out, I mean, it was unsolicited by the Royals first and foremost, but, you know, the idea was we, you know, this is what we do and we're here in Kansas City We have close relationships with the business community with people that are doing things like Pat Ryan, who's featured on there with Port Fonda. Um, So we just looked at it as an exercise in design, just as an internal, you know, exercise. And what would we want to see in it? And, you know, we think that what we some of the ideas that we develop feel very Kansas City, Um, but they also feel progressive and they're in their kindred with what's going on in the marketplace right now and, and what we think will continue to go on in the marketplace. So that's what we featured there. Uh, and we feel really good about it. We think it, you know, it's again, it's not a final design. It's not sanctioned. It's not real. But the reality is it sure does feel that way. And it sure does feel Kansas City to me. So um, I think it was a great opportunity for us. I love it. I love the park. And I, you know, and it's on your website, PendulumKC.com. Very cool. It even has a pool at one level, I believe. So, you know, <laughs> or a fountain or a pool of some sort, but it looks great. Get rid of the fountain, right? 
So yeah, yeah, you can't do that. What other trends are you seeing, uh, and what do you what would you like to see in sports architecture, design, and baseball stadiums, especially since you work on those a lot, irrespective of COVID and all the things we talked about in the last segment? What 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 would you like to see if you could if you had a crystal ball and, and had an unlimited funding mechanism for a stadium? What what would be your 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 you know top three kind of dream tickets that you'd like to add to a stadium if you if you could if you had an unlimited budget? Well, I, I think instead of multi-sport, I think what we're seeing for the future is multi-use of a facility. So I've been a proponent for some time now of pushing technology and the idea that static signage is going to be something of the, of the past. I think that you know having all forms of signage in facilities be digital is an opportunity to then take the concept of like the Jets Giants, you know, stadium in New York and really push that forward even more so, so that, you know, what you may see is duly branded facilities, uh, you know, for use for more than just, you know, the home team, but it could be community. It could also be, you know, a a second team or a third team, you know, so I, I think that, piece of it is, you know, use of technology is something that uh, we're going to see more of. And you actually, I think you look at our future stadia concept that we want to rethinking the future award for here recently, which is an international award. Those are the kind of things that we express. Those are the thoughts of, of our thoughts for what's coming in the future. Um, I think what we're seeing now in the marketplace that we'll continue to see is the idea that there's more value in the less is more approach. So instead of you know, if you look at baseball 20 years ago or sport 20 years ago, it's packing fans into a sardine can. Um, people don't want that anymore. I mean, you look at where I think people in general are going and where the next segment of people that are that have discretionary income to spend. They're all influenced by art, fashion, music, culture. These are the people that are influencing, you know, our designs for the future. So I think having more spaces and maybe even micro spaces that people are able to, you know, instead of suites, it's more of a sponsored space that is uh, for, uh, you know, groups of people rather than just, you know, eight to 15 people in space, I think is, is something that we're going to see. That's pretty important. Um, I think you asked for three, right? Yeah. Uh, What's one thing that you love to see in a stadium? Because I, 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 I agree with you. I think that the, you know, the more common spaces, the more, we're seeing, you know, even in like those suites levels, they're different values. There's, there's, I was up at the Minneapolis Stadium last year, uh, U.S. Bank, and they had areas with couches that were, were suites, but they weren't like your typical suite. Right. So you could sit outside and it wasn't like at Arrowhead where they have the seating. It's an actual like couch and like you're in a living room type concept. Well, I mean, think about it. We market to the in-between guy, which is me. Right. We, you know, we're not going to spend fifty thousand dollars a year on a suite at this point in, in our history. Um, sure. When I take my my staff out for events, we certainly don't go GA, you know. So sure. for us, we're looking for, you know, uh, not so much even just a good value, but we're looking for access. Right. And so I think the more that we can give fans access without them being in a, without the, the professional athletes being in a petting zoo, so to speak, you know, I, I think that's an important move. Um, we're seeing some of that in the marketplace, especially in, in, in NFL, uh, NBA right now. Um, but I think there's more that can be done. Um, and I think even, you know, again, going back to the community aspect of it, tying all of this into art, I think is an important piece in history. Um, you know, look at some of the things we're seeing with the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and what Mr. Kendrick is doing. You know, I'd love to see more of that 
in facilities, in, in, in major baseball facilities. Yeah, I will note too on your website, pendulumkc.com, a futuristic view of a potential Buck O'Neill Center, which is really a really cool idea. Yeah, there's so many great ideas, and you're right. I completely agree with you, and, and we can make those things continue to happen. It'd be great. What's some of the best advice that you've received, Jonathan, in your uh, career? What would you What would you say to people that are interested after hearing this interview about what you do and how to get involved with it? What, what advice would you give them? Well, I have to say I was able to, and I can't remember the year, I think it was 2005, spend time with uh, Mr. Buck O'Neill himself at the winter meetings with Mr. Kendrick. So it would be shameful if I didn't at this point in time take the opportunity to tip my cap. <laughs> my cap to the 100-year anniversary of the Negro Leagues. I, I really appreciate the innovation and everything that they've done uh, over time. But while spending time with him, again, such a, you know, he's just a light for the world. Um, just being yourself, being true to yourself, being a good person, being who you are. I, I think that is the most important thing that you can do in anything, whether that be in architecture, business in general, or just, you know, for humanity is just be true to yourself and be a good person. So I think that's some of the best advice uh, that I've received and, and coming from him. That was an amazing thing. That's true. Great, great Kansas city legend, uh, worldwide legend. Uh, Jonathan Cole is with us. we got about a minute left in the show. Jonathan, talk me through your office space again. And, I've noticed that you have certain speaker uh, sneakers, you have cars, you have a Supreme logo. What I mean, you guys got it all over there. It's, it's very the innovative. Thank you. I mean, it's the culture. It's what I think those that have discretionary income to spend are interested in. And so I think, you know, as you look at what we're interested in, these there are things that we like, uh, and I think others do too. We continue to, you know, it's a great. It is such a such interesting part of your of your companies, your culture, and your your employees and your associates, and and they like gotta like coming to work, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we we enjoy ourselves. <laughs> we yeah, work hard, like but we enjoy ourselves. <laughs> I gotta say, you have one of the coolest offices I've seen in Kansas City. Uh, just online, I can't wait to visit and uh, come down for a first Fridays at some point whenever we're allowed to again. Always welcome. <laughs> Jonathan Cole has been my guest on the Grill Nation show this week. Great, great company, Pendulum Studio. Their website is pendulumkc.com. You can look through all the projects they've worked on all throughout the country, as well as the concept for the Royals baseball stadium if it was to go downtown. Uh, so much good information. They have all kinds of of great thought leadership around kind of changes coming with COVID. A lot of great stuff on PendulumKC.com. Jonathan, thanks for coming on the show this week, and I look forward to talking to you again and hopefully in person sometime soon. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Grill Nation Show. We'll see you again next week. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.